G'day punters, welcome to Victims of the Punt. We're looking at the Randwick meeting coming up this Saturday. We've got the Inglis Millennium. We also have the Eskimo Prince, the Group 3. And it's a pleasure to welcome, as always, Mark Sheen and Mark Roden to preview this meeting. Mark Sheen, I'll start with yourself. Just looking at the card, looks like there's a few more competitive races uh, coming into this Saturday. Absolutely, uh, yes, it does look a, a good meeting. We've got some interesting two-odd races. Uh, Inglis Millennium, Long Road Plate, the first, and... The Eskimo Prince uh, certainly looks a very uh, intriguing race as well. And, uh, yeah, some of the support races look a bit better than usual also. All right. Mark Roden, we've got back to the rail true uh, at Randwick. We're expecting any sort of pattern at this stage? Um, well, it won't be like last week at Rose Hill. <laughs> if it is, I'll be that might just about do me, I think. But uh, it, it won't be a hot rail. We can guarantee yeah. that. In fact, the last six meetings at Randwick on a true rail... So there's been a grand total of 60 races and only four leaders have won out of those 60, 60 races, which has got to be the lowest strike rate of leaders for any given set of circumstances in Australian racing because leaders, in most cases, are the ones you want to be on, but uh, not in the Randwick True. So most should get their chance uh, tomorrow. OK. All right, let's start with race six, which is the Inglis Millennium, the two-year-old race over 1,100. And in terms of the market, we've got pretty much joint favourites at the moment with Sajardin and Paris Dior around that $4.20 mark. Uh, Baldinho's been supported since the market's opened. It was around that double-figure quote, now $5.50. El Padrino's $9. Everything else is into double figures, starting with the Zambezi River. Uh, so, Mark Sheen, I'll start with yourself. Any, any luck here with the two-year-olds? Well, look, it's a very open race. You could probably back six in it and even miss the winner. But, um, look, Paris Door won well at Canterbury. She didn't run any figures, but uh, I'm backing her on type. She's a beautiful filly. Um, no luck on debut and then absolutely just uh, owned that race at Canterbury, showed speed and, and ran away without a lot of pressure. Um, and as I said, she's a beautiful filly and I think she may track up two or three wide here, which I think will be the place to be on the day. And uh, as I said, despite those bad figures at Canterbury or slowish time anyway, um, I think you can overlook that and just believe your eye. Uh, so Jordan, um, his trial quite well. He's trolled okay, nothing flash, but um, he's probably been left a little bit in the tank going towards the slipper. Uh, Baldino, I thought, uh, did trial quite well. He was hitting the line quite strongly in that trial. So I'm 14 from six at this stage, just depending on the pattern of the day, but I think that'll suit Paris Dior just off the rail. Okay. Mark Roden, any thoughts? Uh, I, I see it in a similar way. Um, yeah, Paris Dior did run for quite a slow time that uh, that night, but uh, she did run the best last 200 on the on the whole card, which is a good sign um, in, in title two because the pace was so slow. But at least that is a good sign that you can um, mark her up a bit despite running a slow time. Um, Rob, I think, would echo what Mark says about her as a type. He, he was very very taken with her when he saw her. Uh, and we know the stable's got a huge opinion of her as well. I think she is the one to beat and happy to be with her. Mr. Price here, Baldino, um, the $10 they bet, I'm not sure for how long, but uh, that was wrong. It, it should have won the um, the spring version of this race, English uh, Nursery, well, late last year. Um, very unlucky on that occasion. Has trialled well. I think it is the danger. I still think at 550, it's probably still worth saving on. Um, and I had Sajardin next best. I think it's a definite chance. Like the way it rounded them up uh, in its um, second win in November. At Rose Hill, sort of against a bit against the pattern that day too, but I, I just um, on price, I think uh, he's probably the least value of the three. So I'm 
It looks like I'm going back to Paris Dior and save on Boldin Okay, so that's a two-year-old race. So the first league of the quad is race seven, which is benchmark 78 over 1,300. Uh, Joviality's favourite. Uh, it's been around four dollars in the three twenty. Then you've got Steel Diamond best available, uh, five fifty. Incredulous Dream is five dollars. Uh, Van Gieser's eight, and you're looking at Lady Banth around that nine dollar mark. Saigon is twelve. Mark Sheen, any thoughts here to start the quaddy? Um, yeah, I'm not sure why this is a leg of the quaddy this race, but anyway, uh, look, look, Joviality does seem to have the best form here. She had a bad preparation or two bad preparations. But she did bounce back with a very good second to rule of law. They came right away from the opposition. I can't see a lot of pace in this race, so I can see her just lobbing in the 1-1 one, one here. Um, she's two out of two at 1,300 metres. She handles cut out of the track. So not a lot of downside for me. Uh, and still Diamond the Stable, mate, looks a danger. So seven from 10, I think it's a, a race in betting. Okay. Mark Roden? Um I have Joviality on top also. I just want a slightly better price. I mean, the rule of law form does look the best uh, in the race. I'm, I, I agree with that. I just couldn't quite get it as short as 3.20 because I thought Incredulous' dream uh, run at the Gold Coast in, on Magic Millions Day was very good. Uh, three wide most of the way and fought on pretty well in the last 50 or 100 metres or so and I thought she was a bit of a danger. Um, then I was out to the likes of Steel Diamond and Lady Banff, um, but I did make it pretty clearly seven from two. Joviality from Incredulous Dream, but I'm a bit too close to the market to make it a betting race for me at this point. They did go pretty slow in that race at the coast, though, didn't they, Mark? Um, the, they did. Um, like the what the sectionals I did, they were all running around 33.8 for the first three, and they went for 34 eight in that. So yeah, that, that's, no, that's a fair point. But yeah. you know, I, do, I do think she's got a chance in this with a better run. Yeah. Okay, race eight is the Eskimo Prince, the group three, over 1,200 metres. And just had a look, Pileli's been scratched from the Caulfield race as expected, so it is going around here. Uh, it is $2.40 as your favourite. Converge is $4.20. You've got Ranch Hand at six fifty. Then out to Halal and Captivant around that $14 to $15 mark. We've had a few scratchings of 7 9 13 and 14 all out. Mark Sheen, I'll start with you. Well, for a, a group race uh, for sprint horses for three-year-olds, uh, there's just no speed in this race. It's, nice. it's a dead-set head-scratcher. Look, the race in New South Wales, Map's got Morris as my dad in front, and I'm seriously doubting it. I'd lead myself. Um, uh, I think Tim Clark will probably have the foot down early from barrier number one on Converge. Um, Ranch Hand probably won't be too far away if he jumps. Uh, yeah, but it looks a muddling pace. Look, I think the yard is so important for this race. Uh, Pulele has sweated up in the past and performed poorly, and he looked like he was a mess in that trial that he ran in at Randwick. So I think he's a massive watch. He did win first up last time in, and he looked great in the yard. So I think it depends on how he looks in the yard. And Converge is a, a little fellow, but he's, he's normally quite dumpy for his first couple of runs. So he's another one who... Uh, would be very important how he parades. For that reason, I'm going for Ranch Hand because I think he has been set for this race. I think his uh, first up form is very good. And if he's ever going to win a, a race with some black type uh, this time in, I think it'll be first up or fresh. So I think from a good draw, McDonald on, just at the value, I'm going his way. But uh, I can see that the others have probably got better form, but um, just worried about them first up. Yeah, some excellent points there. 
We'll be waiting for the yard mail late there from Rob Scurry. Mark Roden, are you thinking of betting early or are you going to be waiting until you get a, a view into the yard? I'll definitely definitely be waiting. I was leaning towards waiting anyway and listening to Mark's remarks uh, just now has certainly firmed up that opinion. Um, look, I've got Polali on top on form. Interesting what Mark said. That, so would you say, Mark, that was the best he looked for the prep that you saw him uh, first up last time? First up last time, and he was, looked a totally different horse. The Silver Slipper was a day, look, he started short, but he was dead set dripping sweat. And yeah. then when he won first up last time, and he looked beautiful. So he was looked, he was like a different horse. Yeah, and that was on figures clearly the best run of his uh, career, that, uh, that, that win first up last time. So, yeah, it's going to be obviously very important how he, how he parades. Um, look... If, if I was going to bet early, it would be Converge. I mean, he didn't come up in the spring, but he had good form as a two-year-old prior to that, and he's, I've really liked his trials, to be honest, and I thought he he looks set to go well if he's if he's forward enough. But, uh, again, I think Paul A is a bit short at 230-odd, and Converge is slightly better value at 420, but he's not screaming back me at 420 either. But uh, if I had to bet, that's the way I'd lean at this point. Then I was out to uh, Ranch Hand. Yeah, I'd, I'd, again, take most point with... It could well be his target race. They'd book McDonald. Um, yeah, this very, very much could be uh, a setup for him. And uh, Captivant, um, next best, but whether he'll be ready first up at 1200 remains to be seen. Yeah, a bit tricky for me to, to bet early at this stage. If I was forced to, it would be uh, converged, but very much going to wait and see. Okay, plenty of good points there to take into consideration. Race nine is a benchmark 78 over 1200, uh, with Silent Impact favourite at 270. You've got Maltai at five. Uh, Rustic still at 10 Lancaster Bombers $12, as is Liberty Sun, and then uh, El Buena's uh, 15 Mark Sheen, anything that you like here in race nine? Um, yeah, I've come up with Mautai here. Um, I thought, uh, look, originally I thought he was a bit of a risk at 1,200 metres, but his first trial on the Gold Coast this time, and he settled beautifully. And the other day they put the blinkers on him and he just went around half pace. I normally am against those free runners that uh, win those trials around Rose Hill. But uh, the fact that he'd settled so well in that previous trial suggested to me that he might have come back a bit more relaxed uh, this time in. He was doing a few things wrong last preparation and he's got great form around the, the top horses, Pulele in the Congo. So I think in this sort of race, uh, if he can roll forward here and get the lead, I think it'd be hard to beat... Um, Look, Silent Impact was a, a decent win the other day. Probably was too short for him, but uh, he was just a class horse of the field. But, uh, yeah, he might be looking for a little bit further now. I'm not sure I could come at 270. So I'm with Mautai here. Liberty Suns had absolutely no luck his last three, so uh, I might save on him. Okay. Mark Roden, where'd you land? Uh, I went the same way. Mautai, I was just like the fact they put the blinkers on first up to him. That's usually a signal that they're, they're having a dip uh, fresh. And, yeah, there's absolutely nothing wrong with his form in, in better class three-year-old races last time in. I think he's the one to beat. And I also think Silent Impact's too short. Um, he got the job done well enough uh, last time. Um, he was, I'll, I'll say, a bit lucky to win that. Um, Spellcatcher was pretty unlucky in that race. Got run off the track by another horse. Uh, I certainly think he's a chance against Silent Impact, but uh, 270 is just too short for me. Um, but look, if, if number seven, so am I, drawn a barrier, I might even be looking to save on it. But we'll just have to wait and see how the track's playing. If they are sort of sailing down the middle, I think the price could be too big. Um, but I couldn't get it. I couldn't get it in anywhere on the map. So it looks like it will have a tough run. But um, trial suggests it's going well. 
and the ultra honest Lancaster Bomber. It really does struggle to win, but uh, always a chance and a definite place chance in this grade. But um, yeah, quite like my outside around five dollars. Okay, and we finish off with a open handicap over sixteen hundred metres there in race ten with three to cracks favourite at three sixty from Lakeen at five. You've got Mighty Bill at six fifty. Purple Scepter and Frosty Rocks are seven dollars fifty a piece with no compromise eight fifty and everything else is over twenty to one. Mark Sheen, anything for yourself in the last? Yeah, look, I'd have to be on through the cracks again here, going to a mile. Um, look, he's going to get a long way back, but uh, I think the track will play to Swoopers uh, on Saturday. Gets a bit of cut out of the track. Only had one run at the mile at Ramwick and absolutely flew home from near last in the Villiers with a big field. So, good run the other day over 1,400 metres. And uh, as I said, uh, you'd think that the 1,600 metres could only suit. Uh, Lakeen, well... He beat Canasta and King's Air the other day. They both look like they're going over the cliff at the gap, so uh, they don't want to hit the line. I'm not sure if that form's going to hold up, but I suppose the weight's suiting. Uh, Mighty Bill uh, is a query here for me. Very soft trial um, recently. Might need more ground, but uh, that quick freshen up from from uh, Chris Waller, that normally seems to reap rewards when he brings these stayers back. So uh, I've got eight from six and probably better round looking. Okay. Mark Roden, your thoughts here? Yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to be with Mighty Beal. Um, I think he's a very talented horse, and he went out uh, for his little let-up at the absolute top of his game. A very good win in the Christmas Cup over 2,400. 1,600 does look like the lower end of his range, to be honest. He has he won his maiden at uh, 1,550, coming from uh, the speed around Canterbury, which was a pretty good effort. Um, and I just think the mile might suit him with, uh, with the freshen up. And as I say, I think he's a very talented horse. So uh, he'll do me. Uh, Lakeen, yeah, so let's see, five dollars and shorter. Yeah, I don't think he's a bet at that price, to be honest. He does look; he's got a nice weight drop. There's no doubt about that. We sort of had a bit of a question mark over his um, competitive uh, desire, but he, he, he did get the job done last time. Whether that's because he's a changed horse, or whether um, he decided to do that because I was on Canasta, I can't quite say. But um, <laughs> he's certainly up in class this time, and um, despite the weight drop, I think five dollars is a touch short. Beyond that, uh, through the cracks definitely has to be next best. A very good run um, when unsuited last time. I certainly think it can win. And then I'm out to the likes of Frosty Rocks and Purple Sector, who was a bit disappointing last time, to be honest. But uh, I just think, um, yeah, I think they might have uh, targeted a little uh, a fresh, um, you know, targeted this race for Mighty Deal while it's still fresh over a mile. And I uh, certainly think it's good enough to win. Okay. Well, that brings us to the end. I'll get your best players or best bets on the card. Uh, Mark Sheen, I'll start with yourself. Look, I think it's a pretty tricky day, but I thought um, you'd have to just uh, monitor the track. Race number four, Kalos, uh, I thought uh, would be suited in this race. He has drawn Barry number one, but there's a stack of speed, so the field should string out, so he should be able to navigate a course away from the fence if uh, if the rail is off. Um yeah, I just thought he got into a nice race here with a very fast pace up front with Sky Command and Malkovich going uh, lickety-split and uh, he should just settle third or fourth in the run and uh, he is hopefully fit enough to, to run well. So I thought race four, number three, Kalos, uh, the best. But it does look a pretty tricky day to me. OK, that's $3.90 best available for Kalos to be ridden by Hugh Bowman. Mark Roden, your best. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with Mark on Kalos too. I like it. Uh, but my uh, probably my absolute best... For the day is in race three, the midway. Um, a bit of a worry, but uh, <laughs> the horse in this that I think can win better races than midways uh, in number, I think it's number twelve, French uh, number nine. Sorry, uh, French Emperor. 
Uh, yes, I think he's probably destined for better uh, better races than this, and I would say almost every other horse in the race is not. So I'll be with him. Race three, number nine, French Emperor. All right, three dollars fifty best available with Chad Schofield on board. Right, guys, thank you very much for joining me, and we'll look forward to next week. Obviously, I think the first Group 1 is only two weeks away. It might be three weeks away, but we're almost there. But uh, we're getting into the thick of things here in Sydney. So until then, guys, go well.